Hello, residents. Welcome to this week's Alpha Field Podcast Ethereum Terrace Transmission, our weekly podcast beamed across the galaxy by Spotify and Apple for your listening pleasure. This week, I have our community director and all-round hero, Emma, on the show. Woo! Welcome, Emma. Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm very much looking forward to catching up with you for a chat today. Excellent. Before we begin on our, your chosen specialist subject, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your career so far, how you landed in Ethereum worlds, and importantly, your main what your main role is? Yeah, for sure. Well, as I'm sure many of you can tell and perhaps know already, I'm I'm Australian. I'm from Melbourne. There's a lot of us Aussies out there in NFT and crypto land these days. So for a country that can really lag behind in emerging trends and technology, it's wonderful that so many in Australia are participating in blockchain and metaverse and uh, outside of Ethereum towers. I'm a registered psychologist. I've worked for over 14 years working predominantly with children and families and parents. Uh, but more recently, I've explored what I call the intersection of technology and psychology. Funny story, my husband and I started a VR therapy project four years ago where we developed, wow. yeah, 3D immersive experiences for school and classroom settings to assist those with school refusal and anxiety. So we, um, we filmed a lot of children in classrooms. Obviously, this was a staged situation, so it was all very much a controlled environment with teachers and students, student actors, really. And uh, yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience, and that was really my first foray into VR as well. So now, four years later, very lucky to combine my interests of the human mind and and technology again with Ethereum Towers. So very happy to be here. And obviously, those psychology skills help in managing the community and the Discord as well. It definitely does come in handy. Uh, it, it gives you an insight more so into what, what perhaps could be going on behind the scenes and, and how people might react to various things and just gives you, I think, that that ability and that perspective to just take things a little slower and look at things from many different angles to ensure that at all times everyone's being looked after and really just to consider from, from the project's perspective, from the community's perspective, from the staff's perspective, uh, how it all fits together. And so, yeah, I find those skills and that mindset really comes in handy for those particular occasions, definitely. It is, it is a, uh, a balancing act, isn't it, about, and, you know, we were just talking about this before we started recording about the, you know, what's acceptable to a company, to a community, to a project. All of those factors have to be brought into the, you know, the mind when you're working for the the project itself and also trying to be a you know an active community member i guess that's quite a difficult space to to be in it is it is and i think ethereum towers has positions itself as a, a very sort of i suppose family friendly pg moderate space a space where really everyone from staff community project feels welcome and and at ease and i think thus far uh, we've really walk that fine line really, really well. And that really is a huge credit to our staff who have at all times been really the role models for our community. And it's no easy task. And we see in, in many other projects, it can be a real struggle. And we've had our our, our moments, no doubt. But um, fortunately, we're really, we're really blessed to have a community of staff who are very much on the same page about what would be considered 
respectful behaviour, respectful communication. And so it, it makes my role much easier, really, when you've got sure. when you've got people around you and you're surrounded by a team who have those same values and beliefs, 100%. Thanks for that. Uh, I think uh, you may have just touched on this, but I, I wanted to ask you what you think is the secret to a great community uh, on Discord. Oh, well, where would I start? First and foremost, I would have to say the secret would be the, the quality of the project, the vision and the execution and the team behind it. If we don't have that, whatever we build on top of or around that space, uh, it'll lack depth, it'll lack authenticity. Sure. So with yep. this in place, it sets the tone. It sets a benchmark and our community has really been built from here and where we are today is a result, is a result of that effectively. Yeah, I find that point that you made about the project being almost like the foundation of a good community is really interesting because obviously you've got projects that have got a really good community yet there isn't any um, substance to the project and then you've got really good projects but they haven't got the community yet we seem to have a good mixture of both you know I don't know whether you've got any thoughts about you know how we've managed to sort of maintain both at the same time. Yeah, uh, it, that's a really great question, and it's something I, I think about quite frequently and discuss with with other team members. And you know, we're, we're what seven, eight months down the track, and our community has evolved significantly in that time. And it's gone from patches where it's been really, really super busy to to quieter patches. But all throughout has been this consistent interest, and whether it be residents or visitors, there's this attraction to the community where people I can only imagine that it's it's because it seeks to replicate in discord that real life experience which is what we hope our metaverse will then replicate people can come and it's not just about nfts web3 which is what brought us here in the first place but it's about your day-to-day -day living it's about your garden it's about your books it's about your yep. cars it's about brain games there's all these interests and aspects of our, our normal average everyday lives that we can bring together and discuss and once you start to do that with people in the community you you just have to build that rapport and that relationship and what was some stranger over the internet with different pseudonyms becomes someone that you start to get to know and yep. I honestly feel for many people in the project that there are some genuine friendships that have emerged genuine relationships um, people people know what they're up to next week. They they check in. Hey, you, you mentioned work was tough. You know, how, how's work going this week? Or what's your family up to next next holidays? So people are checking in. There's there's this genuine, authentic nature to the relationships, and I think that that's how we've been able to grow and evolve over the months from a, a project that was new and to now you know a fully mature space. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so yesterday I was at a Metaverse real estate conference down in London. And obviously I, I, I did my speech around the project and the value and the virtual apartments. You know, and someone put their hand up and said, you know, what is it that, why should I buy an Ethereum Towers apartment? And I said, well, firstly, why not? <laughs> of course, you know, you, you should definitely buy one. But I, yeah. I did say that the fact that the Ethereum Towers is not just a virtual apartment. It's, it's, you know, it's got the curated areas outside and it's also got the amenities. You know, I mentioned the book club and things like that, which will eventually, hopefully, have 
uh, you know, maybe not all of them, but there will be a, a 3D virtual equivalent of them that people can go into the metaverse. And and that to me is, is that's what attracted me to the, the project itself when I got there because I'd been in other PFP projects, but this one seemed to have a lot more substance and it, it really did feel like, you know, there was a world being generated and I think that's the bit that really sort of, you know, struck a chord with me. Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I completely echo what you're saying and I think I feel, I feel that also and that's what brought me to the project in its early days as well. There felt like there was something bigger, something... I'm reluctant to say deeper, but just more real. And I've, I've, I've noticed along the way for a lot of people, and I can also speak for myself uh, as well, there are people in, in this project who we would have never met, we would have never crossed paths uh, had we mm -hmm. not been in here in this space in the here and now. And being able to, to meet and develop these friendships and relationships with, with genuine people, and this is a, a very genuine friendship, that's what's going to be happening in our in our metaverse, and we would have never had this opportunity had we not been able to to jump in, uh, use these various clubs, amenities, and activities as the the conduit to build though that rapport, and yep. it, it gives it some extra layers. Um, I'm all for PFP projects. I've, I've got a bunch of them myself, and uh, a massive massive fan. But we're not a PFP project. We had to develop and create our own substance. And we've done that on the back of, of real life. And uh, we, we can all find something to relate to one another in that sense. And obviously something's working because people keep coming back. So, yeah. I, I love that. I love that, what you said about building our own substance. That sounds really poetic. I love it. Right. Thank you for that. So can you tell us about any latest community activities that have gone down really well? Yeah. Anything that well, you want to mention? Well, we have our ongoing social activities, which includes the mini events hosted by our amenity clubs, uh, just to mention a few, garage, book, travel, brain games. Um, brain games is always very, very busy with their, their wordles. It's a, it's a whole sub-community. Also in this bracket, I would probably include our, our public and resident-only social events. Our, our resident events give our uh, apartment holders an opportunity to get to know one another a little bit better you might find your your neighbor playing in a game of rumble royale or or bingo or squid games and and that just adds to that level of fun that interest and it provides us a lot of laughs along the way so a massive shout out to casey who is our events manager there who um, is ideal in this role born for this role and does so with absolute perfection um, yep what else? What else have we got? What else have we been up to? Gosh, we're how much time have we got? <laughs> well, so I love the fact that the the events take place, and there's also you know they're a good opportunity to network with people as well, aren't they? You can actually get to know people uh, a little bit more while you actually Definitely. taking part in the events. Yeah, so. the events, the activities, they they give members an opportunity to engage essentially in, in common interests and, and to, to network, not just across our project, but across other projects as well. We, we draw in a lot of our, our partners and our collab friends. And, you know, you see people who are in the project you haven't seen for a month or two. And for some reason that week, they've decided to drop by and it was for the quality of the, the activity or the, the game that's happening that week. And it's just it's just a great opportunity to, to catch up with people. There's a competition going on at the moment with the V Empire. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Ah, yes, the battle, the great battle. Well, so V Empire <laughs> is hosting a, a battle of, of many 
different communities, different different projects, and it's a it's a one v one battle. And if you at whichever project accumulates the most community votes by the end of the the battle, twenty four hour battle, uh, you then that project will then progress to the next level, much like a tennis tournament, for example. Yep. And uh, Ethereum Towers has managed to. Uh, work its way. I think is, do we call it the semi-final? Perhaps we're in a semi-finals, or, 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 yeah. a quarter, or a quarter, quarter-final. One of the one of the final steps before the um, the grand final. And we're we're currently working really hard to to get through to that final round. And the community has really, uh, honestly, it, it just it just makes me smile because the community they don't just vote; they get behind it. They're out there. They're yeah. they're asking their friends and their communities, their other PFP projects to hey hey friends, jump in and help us out. Uh, and and I'm sure many of them do because ultimately, even though we may be part of different projects, we're all trying to uplift and help each other. And I'm, I'm sure many people have jumped in and supported us. And hopefully, we can make it through this next round and progress to the final. Yeah. So if uh, if anybody sees one of these uh, advertised on the Discord or on our Twitter, please go and vote for us. We want to win. Um, yes. <laughs> but I think uh, you're you're right there. The uh, the fact that uh, and I've touched on this on other podcasts as well with the other guys is the fact that you've got the uh, you know instead of uh, you know Web two where we'd be sort of you know hiding our homework and keeping our communities separate now. You know the fact, the very fact that Ethereum Towers gave floors of apartments to different projects has really sort of added to the community feel and the fact that you know we're we're all in this together and there's definitely collaboration and you know a, a motivation for us all to win. You know, wag me, we're all going to make it rather than just you know one company's going to make it. And I think that's um, you know a real testament to the, the the project and how it began that we can sort of interact with other communities in a friendly way and also benefit from those um, shared experiences as well. For sure, for sure. And I, I think you're spot on there. A, a lot of those early collabs and all the way through to our most recent collabs, um, there's that sort of shared sense of we're here to support each other. You, you know, there's always there's always things on the table potentially, uh, allow lists and, and other perks as well. But ultimately it's about that that association, that, that network, that, other connection we've made with another group a whole other project in this space and at this point in time we've made a lot of friends and um, yeah. it's great to see some of them coming out and supporting us in these uh, sorts of competitions and battles yeah i find it quite funny how people arrived at ethereum towers in the fact that that they usually have a story about which project they were involved with that led them to ethereum towers project so for me i was my first NFT was a V friend. I got gifted a Dapper Dino and then Dapper Dinos did a collaboration with Ethereum Towers. And the next thing you know, I was sort of, you know, knee deep in the Ethereum Towers ecosystem, which is how I you know, began my journey with them. And I, everybody you speak to got to know about Ethereum Towers through another project, which is really interesting and, and really nice that those projects uh, have those linkages. So Definitely. I didn't know that that was your, your path. My, mine was... um. Crypto Dads. I was, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I think I still am a level 25 crypto crypto mum, crypto dad uh, member. And one day, uh, AK Cam was in there saying, hey, I've got these these apartments to give out to this uh, this incredible project. And I went, what? This sounds amazing. 
So I jumped yep. on over and I think it was Brandon I was talking to first up and, you know, it, it doesn't take long for you to look around the, the project and get to know a few people. For me, it just it just clicked and just went, wow. I think, I think I'd been looking for a project like this for quite a while, to be honest. Uh, yep. And it was the people, it was what was on offer, it was the, the vision. Uh, it, it might all sound a bit dreamy, but it, it really was ticking all those boxes. And clearly because I am got got right into it, immersed myself and still here. So thank you, Crypto Dads. Indeed. Thank you, Gary V and Dapper Dinos as well. Uh, know, so, yeah, yeah well, just a quick shout out to some of the collabs. Uh, so I... I'm aware that uh, we've been doing some uh, charity and outreach work and things like that. Could you touch upon that for us? Yes. Uh, really looking forward, actually, to talking about the, the charity and social responsibility side of Ethereum Towers, um, a hugely important uh, area of the project that will uh, allow us to dig deep and step outside of our immediate world, our immediate needs, uh, ideally assist and support those who are less fortunate so Anna one of our amazing ET staff members she's leading the charge on all things charitable and social responsibility uh, and Anna is easily one of the most kind and thoughtful people you'll meet in web3 super switched on uh, the ideal person to help bring depth and, and add this extra layer of, of meaning to what we're doing to our project and see it through probably a good time to mention that it was our community who in themselves actually who voted to support children's charities. And it's it's this that is is guiding the decisions um, regarding the who and the where energies are uh, focused for the various social responsibility sides of, of this particular venture um, all across the globe in, in a variety of different ways. So, yeah, we'll be looking at, at, at different angles for how we can bring this to life. I think it's really cool how, you know, an NFT project has grown legs and is doing that charity work, you know, and like you say, it's community-led. It's, you know, it's sort of, I don't know, it's just got this really nice feeling that we're actually doing some good from something that just started off, you know, you know whatever reason you got into either crypto or NFTs, but there's actually something really positive coming through from it as well, where we can actually help, you know, in this case, children, maybe other uh, projects and charities at a later date. It's just, it just feels really special, doesn't it? Oh, it, it really does. And I actually, I believe that this side of, of what we're doing, the, the charitable and social responsibility side, I, I think it's a fundamental, uh, if not a core component of what we will need to do Um as part of our project, we look at the various cornerstone areas of our project, the building, the community, um, the groups, the projects, the collabs. Uh, if, if we don't explore this side of the project as well, I think we'll, we'll be missing that, that added layer of substance. And I think many people who have come to this project, it really resonates with them, that, that idea of giving back. Where Web3 and NFTs and investing can be a very... You know, essentially a self-absorbed space where we're trying to better our lives, um, all, all, all important things. We're trying to get ahead. But ultimately, um, giving of our time, giving of our resources, giving of our energy to other people is another way to get ahead. And if we can combine that goal, that that vision 
with this this amazing metaverse project that we're all contributing to plus help ourselves get ahead in life and other people again it's just ticking more boxes and i think for a project like us it's going to give us that much much more reason to stick around that much more incentive to to participate when we're having these other needs fulfilled uh, as a community not just belonging to a space not just getting ahead financially but meeting that very human need we all have inside of us to, to give back and feel like we are contributing in a in a meaningful way so i yeah i see this as, as hugely important wonderfully put so it's a win-win so when you're investing in ethereum towers you're also investing in the wider community and uh, the ecosystem word gets banded around for you know metaverses and projects but also our wider real life ecosystem as well so it's really cool and i i love it and i look forward to seeing what you and anna do and i i completely agree i know this person for the job so emma you are very well aware that i'm always on the hunt for alpha and you you are not going to escape the questioning of if you have anything for our listeners that they may not already know. Well, I might have a little something-something to, to to throw out there. Uh, people know that I always love a little cheeky little something up the sleeve. Uh, so, look, we do have a couple of, of initiatives coming up for, for the community in the works, um, soon to be released, soon to be deployed. Uh, I'll give Excellent. a few, few, few sneaky peeks. Um, yep, go for it. Uh, so our new and improved vending machine game is going to be released soon. There will be more details on that coming up in our AMA, so be sure to tune in there. Uh, we've also got so some... that's the in the Discord, is it? Yeah, that's right. That's one. That's the one coming up in the Discord. Definitely tune in there. There'll be lots of other important information as well. But a few, a few little tidbits of community and, and activity and game info will be released there as well including details of uh, one of our upcoming, I suppose you'd call it an outreach and networking activity uh, to help us get to know and integrate Web3 enthusiasts, particularly from Oceania, so Australia, Asia, Mm -hmm. also Middle East and Africa. Um, These are areas that perhaps are traditionally explored when it comes to networking experiences and events, particularly in, in the Twitter space area. So stay tuned for that, some plans there. Uh, Sounds brilliant. Also, yeah, it's 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 going to be really exciting. We've got some some team members getting on board there to help out, and uh, also uh, down the track, hopefully, we've got some uh, outreach and networking also opportunities with Web two organisations and groups, really uh, helping to onboard them to the metaverse and develop their Web three literacy. But uh, you know, as we all know, when we're talking to people outside of Web three. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a long road. It's a it's a steep hill to climb. So that's going to be a long project alongside of everything that we're doing. But uh, exciting nonetheless. I, th- I think that that was one of the the, the key things that came from the uh, the conference I was at yesterday. As I said, it was about the metaverse and real estate, but it was a lot of the conversation was almost talking about the the uh, they call it was it onroading and offroading? No, that's not right. <laughs> Onboarding, onboarding, but no off off ramp and on on ramp and off ramp. I'm wondering what that 
you know, how we reduce the barriers to entry. And it sounds to me like a fantastic initiative where you're trying to onboard certain communities and just goes to show how wide Ethereum Towers looks. And it just doesn't focus on people who are already onboarded, dare I say, you know, the Western culture that have already sort of really jumped onto the NFT and the crypto space. We're looking to, you know, get people involved who may not already have that awareness. Oh, absolutely. I think it's essential. Uh, I think for, for the wider crypto NFT metaverse community, uh, we're going to need to to have those hard conversations and, and work out the language we need to use and the delivery of that language in and the, the way we approach people who have really only been exposed to mainstream media and the fear and the um, the rumours really around yeah. around this area and all of us have to take on that that mini mission of, of speaking to one person or two people or three people uh, wherever um, in a way that feels comfortable to us to do if they're interested obviously obviously if they're not we're, we're going to come across as salespeople but for people that might express an interest how are we going to explain this this web3 yep. world that we exist in in a way that's um, inviting that that takes away some of that mystery and really breaks it down into its basic components how do you get started where do you get started what are the key things that you've got to remember and i think that that's a challenge that you know you and i are going to need to be mindful of as well and and all of us Mm. in the project and work together to develop that discourse and once we once we work out what it takes i i think particularly for ethereum towers we're going to do our bit to break down the barriers and i think we're going to see a lot more web to charities web to educational institutions i'd love to get schools on board um and bring them in into the fold essentially so we may have some alpha there coming up which i won't mention anything more about but obviously me you and brandon have been in discussions about certain educational things perhaps Mm. maybe yeah, yeah, definitely. I won't I say anything more uh, about it. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, hush, hush. <laughs> but no, that, that's it's a it's a really uh, exciting part of where we're yep. where we're taking this space, and for, for down the track, it's going to be fundamental that um, we and others, you know, we we all do our bit to to help and educate and contribute. I was listening to one of my uh, favourite speakers about web3 the other day on youtube and he was saying that people don't refer to the world wide web anymore when you talk about uh, a website you know you just Mm. give them the address you know so the shortcuts have been made and he said eventually you won't be saying things like nft or web3 you'll just be saying the project name so it will just be ethereum towers is doing this or go to Ethereum Towers. So we need to almost not bypass, but we need to go on that journey of understanding before we can onboard sort of non-crypto native people, if you like. So it's an interesting space to be in. And it does remind me that we're still early as well. So, we are. Yeah. And we people say that a lot. People say, oh, we're still early. And, and people who are coming in yesterday and today go, oh, no, I feel terribly late. But we we are still very early. And it's like you, you said about mum and dad. The day I can onboard mum and dad and have them 
uh, reading resources and, and going through the motions in a way that they feel comfortable. If I can onboard mum and dad, we can onboard anyone. Um, when we reach Indeed. that point, then perhaps you know we've, we're no longer early. We're into a more of a mature space. And I think it's a fair yeah. way off because uh, you know, I think things, are, things have got a long way to go, but one step at a time. Indeed. We've both got small uh, young families and I can totally see our children growing up in a world where virtual reality is part of their everyday life. I can see that coming a mile off. Um, but I think for the the older generations, I mean, they were forced onto FaceTime and iPads during lockdown. Uh, but I think that will, you know, it may be a slower burn to get them into the metaverse, I think personally i think so but then again you see stories on the news i saw a news story literally just the other day about a group of people here in melbourne actually um shout out to foria they are bringing vr to nursing homes and oh fantastic uh, those with disability or and the elderly uh giving them experiences across the globe and of their childhood and you look at the joy and the excitement in their eyes when they've taken the, the goggles off and these are people who are, who are not, they're no longer frightened or concerned or scared about the new technology that they were a half an hour ago. They're, they're fully on board now because they've had this experience and they, they can't yep. wait. They report they can't wait till the next turn or or um, what, what am I going to see next? And it's those positive experiences that they're having that, and, and the more that we can learn about the experiences that they're having, um, my parents, for example, yep. that's going to break down those barriers. And, and just take away of some of that mystery. Personally, I think that uh, the metaverse is uh, has less barriers to entry than a normal standard internet video chat because you don't need to you know your way around a PC. You just need the Oculus, and then it's quite intuitive how you approach things like a door handle. Is a door handle, for instance? Um, very good so, point. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I used to be a vulnerable persons officer for the fire service. So we used to go around and do home safety checks and things like that. And we uh, worked with a lot of charities around um, different vulnerabilities, such as Alzheimer's and uh, other things that people may have been more vulnerable to fire. And uh, we we worked on an initiative called, uh, I think they were called memory rooms, and they're for people with Alzheimer's to have a room that is reminiscent of what they grew up with, so the same wallpaper, and it triggers a lot of things. I'm sure you're aware of this type of uh, research. It triggers lots of memories um, for people with you know memory loss. And I was thinking that an Ethereum Towers apartment could be perfect for that, where you know you set it up as a um, you know your childhood apartment, give it to a person with with these um, memory loss issues, and then put immerse them back in the time that they actually could remember things. Obviously, that's not medical advice. So, you know, I'm not saying that this is going to solve Alzheimer's, but it is another use case that could be in the future. Oh, yeah, that's a lovely idea. What what they find with people with memory loss disorders is that when they do have an experience of, of remembering or, or going back to a time where it feels familiar for them, it, it can help them be more present in the here and now. And they found that a lot with music. So when connecting people with, you know, with a, put a set of headphones on and they listen to music from their old, uh, their favourites, uh, when they cease listening to that music, the here and now feels a lot clearer for them. So perhaps that same logic and, and evidence will emerge 
when they can visually visit their their childhood home or an old house or an old favorite park. Um, I, yep. I had not honestly thought of that. I think that is a wonderful idea. I yeah, I love that. I, I um, so my uh, father-in-law, he's got early onset dementia, and I think it would be really useful to give him that experience because um, he's not great on his legs. It would be really good to give him that experience without him needing to leave his, his room. Um, so interesting times. Um, now I detected that there was more than one piece of alpha that you'd got for me. So what's the, uh, the next thing? Do you want to elaborate or did I just miss here completely? Oh, no, you, you picked up on something there. We uh, do have another exciting community game in the works, uh, in the development stage, uh, you would say. Um, you and I, in fact, uh, are contributing to this one, pulling together also the skills and talents of some of our team members to deliver what I'm pretty confident will be a pretty fun experience. It will be heavy on the storytelling, uh, I, an immersive, engaging experience, which is what we, we always like. Um, something, something, something fun, something to enjoy. And there, there will be some characters that we all know and love, hint, hint. And there may, in fact, be some, be some new ones. Will they be villains or will they be heroes? Who knows? Team Stay Jeffrey, tuned. Team Jeffrey. <laughs> team Jeffrey. <laughs> we will see. Who knows? We should, we should set up Anything some faction. Yeah, I think we need yeah. T-shirts, Team Jeffrey and uh, Team Other to be, to yeah, be continued. We, we could do a pantomime at Christmas as well. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> team Jeffrey. Dom, Dom can yeah. be Jeffrey. He's the only one. Love it. Uh, okay, so Emma, last time when I interviewed Katie, she suggested a quick fire round where I'll just ask some general fun questions, nothing too serious. Um, and would you be willing to have a quick fire round and just answer immediately and uh, then move on and then we'll have a little discussion about those before we finish? You bet, 100%. And I apologise in advance if anything I say is inappropriate. I'll cut it out if it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, ready, steady, go. Salt or pepper? Salt. Nicki Minaj or Mar Mariah Carey? Who's Nicki? No, I'm just joking. Um, probably neither. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Oh, Coke every day of the week. Probably. Favourite project? Ethereum Towers. Other than Ethereum Towers? Uh, World of Women, yeah. Uh, Favourite holiday destination? I would have to say probably the Sunshine Coast in Australia, yep. Jeans or shorts? Ooh, tracksuit pants. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite takeaway? Um, Favourite takeaway? Oh, look, you can't go past Maccas. Um, nuggets. Favourite band? Nuggets. Favourite band? Uh, Green Day, yep. Favourite animal? Oh, gosh. Um, can I say two? Dog and bird. Backyard bird. Favourite colour? Um, rainbow. <laughs> You're so indecisive. <laughs> Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt? Oh. Both. Depends <laughs> on the movie. Yeah, Mission Impossible versus, oh, you know, Brad Pitt, both. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Marvel or DC? Mm, Marvel. Favorite podcast host? Oh, let me think. The one and only Adam. 
Yay! Yay! It's such a question, but I did it anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you might. It's going to be a standard one until someone answers someone like, um, is it uh, Joe Rogan or someone like that? Um, you okay, know what? Brilliant. I, don't, I don't listen to any other podcasts. You're the only podcast I listen to, so you are the, the one and only. Oh, wow. So that's you, you've really got nothing to compare <laughs> me to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get, I get all my podcast needs from the Ethereum Towers podcast. Nothing Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you for your time, Emma. It's been really good to speak to you. Thank you for your leakages of alpha. That sounds painful, actually, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> your, 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 your alpha leakages, we, we do appreciate them. Um, but it's been really good to speak to you. And uh, I know that you do wonderful things with the community. I really appreciate you being there. You give a voice of reason to a lot of scenarios. And it's, it's really. Um, you know you're an asset to the team and uh yeah go team emma as well as team jeffrey thank you thank you uh, adam and I, I i echo that right back at you thank you for everything you do and the fun and the uh the energy that you bring is is wonderful and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today thank you for that thank you very much for having me no problem. Thanks again. Uh, just a quick plug before I close the show. Uh, if you want to read about Ethereum Towers, you can go to ethereumtowers.medium.com where we give regular updates. Next week, I'll be interviewing the big dog, Jason, CEO. Um, but for now, have a great week and we'll see you next time.